Here's the big question. How is it that most entrepreneurs hustle and are always busy and struggle to take just one step forward only to fall two steps back? They're dedicated, determined, and driven, but only a few finally break through and win. This show uncovers those quantum leap patterns of highly successful people so you can simply model what they do and apply to your future success. That's the question, and the answers are right here. My name is Brigitte Höfele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And that is right. Welcome, everyone, on this Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in to the Success Pattern Show, where we put the do in learn, do, teach. My name is Brigitte Höfele. I'm the founder of the Success Patterns Movement and the CEO of the Center of NLP. And we look with our guest experts here in the show of different patterns that lead to success. Now, can we agree that success is an interesting thing, right? It shapes its meaning within within each individual success seeker, and it's not really limited to either business or personal life or finances or fitness or health, um, because success is a unique concept. We give, we give the scaffolding within the success pattern show to build your own empire. We give you the, 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 the outline, and I like to call it the scaffolding, to do that with the Success Pattern Show. With this show, we're decoding patterns that led to our, our guest expert success so you can then encode it for your success today. Now, the definition of a pattern is an example to follow others. And as humans, we're hardwired for hands-on application by a living teacher. We're not theoreticians because they just, you know, talk a good game. We are grandmasters at work here. And we give you tips on how to model success because that's one of the laws of NLP. It is all about expert modeling. And we give you that model in a fun, informative way. So success is already yours. Stay tuned at the end of this show. We have a very special gift that is a guideline and a reminder of the laws of success and many other great gifts as our guest experts always come with great goodies that they share with us. Today is a great show. We have an incredible, uh, knowledgeable and very heart-centered financial guru. And I know, you know, the word guru can be misused. Now, this guy is a very centered and um, Zen kind of person, but boy, does he know his stuff. He tailors education after formal education, and he is a genius when it comes to retirement distribution strategies. He's here to add value. Assist people when no one else can, which he derived from over 42 years of experience. And he's not really that old. 20 plus professional designations and just under 20,000 sales appointments. Now, that is a lot. Uh, he makes finances fun, I think. He uh, advises financial financial advisors and financial planners. And we're going to talk more about finances, but not in a dry or boring way. We're going to make it a lot of fun. So if you are uh, in your office and you are sitting down, this is a really good time to stand on your feet and help me welcome 
Mr. Jim Macadens. Hey, Jim, good to see you. Thank you so much, Brigitte. Thank you for allowing me to visit with you and in your audience today. It's such a pleasure uh, and it's great to see you again. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for making the time. You know, before we started uh, today's show, we talked about uh, the last two years coming out of the pandemic and um, doing a lot of things here online. Now you are someone before the pandemic and now after the pandemic, you're someone that is invited in to speak in front of a living audience. Like we have a living audience here, but actually with people in a real room. <laughs> yes. And they invite you to speak on what? It's a great question, Brigitte. The, the in-person meetings are so dynamic compared to the Zoom, particularly once you get to 10, 15, 20 people. The thing you miss with Zoom, and I think Zoom's important from an efficiency standpoint, uh, but it, you're missing that synergy of the group and the dynamics of seeing everyone at once. And the topics I talk about are both what I call hard skill and soft skill topics. The hard skill uh, would involve such things as solutions that uh, people need for concerns that they have in their daily life. Maybe it's a concern about outliving your money or gosh, the, the stock market goes up, it goes down. How often should I check my 401k account balance? And what do I do if it's down? Those types, those are hard solutions, but the soft solutions are really the, the emotional aspect is what happens when the market goes down from an anxiety and stress standpoint, a uh, point of retirement. For example, what do I do in regards to health insurance? When do I take Social Security? Builds a lot of anxiety in people. All of a sudden, we're not eating as well. We're losing sleep. And so one of the things I can do is help reassure people that if we ask some of these key questions, you'll become much more clear in what you want to achieve and, and achieve that peace of mind. So that's not always hard skill answers. A lot of it is what is it you want to achieve and then allow me to help you do that. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you, you talked about emotions and finances and I learned uh, many, many moons ago that emotions and finances just don't necessarily go together. <laughs> Right. Uh, especially when checking your uh, your funds or your stocks or whatever you have, it's it, being emotionally attached to it is probably not a good thing. No, you're exactly right. And, and so when I work with with individuals, uh, I'm very objective. You know, now you have to listen to what they're trying to achieve, but then you recommend that solution that's going to help them that you truly believe is going to help them achieve and address their needs um, versus just throwing out any different type of solution that's a fad of the day. Yeah. Now, you've written several books and you're in the process of writing even more books. Um, 
What made you write those books? That's a great question. Uh, it goes all the way back to the college when I used to write articles for the college newspaper. Then over the years as a professional, I've actually had probably 40 plus magazine articles published on a variety of topics. And over the years, you acquire expertise in different areas. And one of my areas of expertise is definitely the retirement distribution strategy area in terms of what concerns do we have in retirement? Is, is it outliving your money? Is it inflation, which is on the increase now? Is it market risk? If so, then what strategies can we put in place, place to give you that peace of mind? Uh, quite frankly, I never worry about retirement issues at all uh, in regards to contribution amounts. Am I going to have enough? Is it diversified? Because I, if you ask the right questions, you can develop the strategies then to make that happen. It's asking the right questions and working with someone to help guide you through that process. You know, the you 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 mentioned that twice now, asking the right questions. And I, um, it, as a coach, I'm a big believer in asking quality questions. And just the other day, um, I was uh, I was um, asked to jump on a call with someone who wanted to sell me health insurance. Well, first of all, that person didn't even ask me if I already had health insurance. So it, it, he he forgot to ask some really, I'd say, fundamental questions. But it's 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 I love that you harp on the asking the good questions, asking the quality questions. Why? What what did what do what do you get from asking those quality questions? I'm not asking that. For me, I am asking that for me, and I'm also asking. Yeah. So let's take that question and turn it around. Is what happens if we don't ask the right questions mm -hmm. because of possible solutions? Once your expertise hits a level, well, there are actually literally hundreds of solutions to any given situation. <laughs> Some are much better than others. But without knowing the specific need, quite frankly, you're guessing. And... So one of the things I do when I sit down with individuals, and this may take just a few moments or it could take up to 45 minutes, I will continually ask questions until I get really clear on what their need is. Then at that point, the solution becomes very apparent and I feel very confident in making a recommendation that I truly think will help them going forward. Many times individuals will say, gosh, Jim, you ask a lot of questions. And you know what I say to them? Why do you suppose that is? I ask another question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love what you said about assumptions, because too many people go in and assume, guys, we're not mind readers, right? The more information we have, the better we can mold the solution that is just right for you, the, the 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 receiver. So there's a there's a great pattern in that. And I'm always, you know, this is a success pattern show. I'm always looking for those patterns, and the questions seem to be one of those patterns. Now, I would assume with the 40 plus years that you have under your belt, um, what would you say is the number one 
pattern that drives you or that has brought you to where you are today or strategy? For myself professionally? Yes. The number one thing I've done consistently over the years is continue to study and read on a daily basis. I actually make that, what I do first thing in the morning is read. Uh, when a part of my career, I was a uh, pension tax specialist. So I actually read the daily tax report first thing in the morning. Now I don't recommend that for most people, but I still have my reading. I do the same reading process every single morning, which is really, really important to stay uh, up to date. And in the evening, then I will generally have three to five books out on a variety of topics. And I'll just read maybe half an hour, hour or two, if you get going on any topic I, I want. It, it could be gardening. It could be uh, taxation, it, whatever topic uh, that that interests me. Right, right now, I've got one of Socrates' books out there on asking questions, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, there you go. It goes all yep. the way back to Socrates. So what would you say? I'm pretty sure that you have several books in your bookshelf. Um, yeah, there's some behind you, me there. <laughs> uh, that you continue to go back to. Is there a, one of your favorite books that you have not just read once or twice? So one book I've read roughly eight times in the last uh, 12 to 18 months is a book called The Go-Getter. That's written by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And it talks about the five laws of stratospheric success. And it's all built around this concept of giving. The first law, for example, is you have to provide something of value. In other words, you just can't not offer anything value to people. You have to have something of value. And then the second law is compensation is tied directly to the number of people you help. And the more people you help, the more compensation, shall we say, you, you'll earn. But it's not about the compensation. It goes back to that law number one, the value is what value do you want to provide people? And then the more people you help will just keep increasing the compensation. The third law is influence. And then authenticity, uh, authenticity is the fourth one, be a real person but the fifth one is the most unique and that's the law of reciprocity uh, that's where you have to be willing to receive because if you think about it nobody can give to you if you don't receive nobody rece would receive anything nobody could give yeah. <laughs> and so when somebody offers you something there's only one correct answer and that's thank you <laughs> you uh, don't say yes, thank uh, you no no one thing I always talk about when I work with people, when you're in somebody's home and they offer you something, it, it's irrelevant if you like it or not. That's not the point. What they're doing is welcoming you into their home. So whatever they're offering you, you accept uh, and say thank you. Uh, that's really important. It's got nothing. It's nothing to do with, oh, I like that or I don't. It's got everything to do with them welcoming you into your home. Yeah, and it's respect. Absolutely. I, love yeah, I highly it. recommend that book. When you read it, you won't be able to put it down. 
Is it go get go giver? Is that what it's called? The go getter. Go getter. Yep. Got it. Um, I want to talk more about what you do and how and how you teach others. And when we talked earlier, you um, clearly you're looking at distribution strategies, and with our uh, with people being outliving not or outliving their usual average uh, years in life, you said longevity is a risk. And that really struck me. And we're all striving to live, to be healthier, to live longer, to look younger, to, you know, be out there and, 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 and be most successful and continue to be successful. But there's a risk in that. How? Yeah. So could you explain that risk, the risk part one more, one more time, the risk. So, so the, you, uh, people are, are trying to live longer, be healthier, um, look younger, uh, continue to be, you know, uh, continue to live like they would almost live forever. Well, you know, if I look like, I live forever, but eventually my body, you know, my joints or my heart or whatever might not get that memo of all of the, you know, plastic surgery one might get or not. Um, so there's a risk in that's there from a financial point of view. Yeah. And that all ties into life expectancy back in agent Roman times, the agent soldier only, the Roman soldier only lived to age 22. Wasn't that, wasn't that old? <laughs> yeah, 22. Uh, matter of fact, when they came out with Social Security in the United States in around 1935, the life expectancy in the United States at that time was 65. Look it up. It's crazy. You, it's like, what? So they never really anticipated anybody had received Social Security because that was where life expectancy. Wait, wait, but, so where are we now with our life expectancy? Yeah. So because people are, are living healthier, but more anything else is medical technology that is helping uh, the life expectancies up into those early 80s. Now, COVID has had an impact. Uh, after one year, it rolled back life expectancy one to two years. And now it actually shortened by two to three years. Now that will get back once COVID passes, the life expectancy will get back up to where it was right around 82, 83-ish. The challenge is those are averages. So if you're in good health and you have longevity in your family, the odds of one spouse in a married couple living to the 90s is in the 90 percent. It's almost a given one of those two people are going to make it to the 90s. Wow. Well, the challenge is if we write, retire, let's say 63, that's the average retirement age now. Uh, and that's another 30, 37 years where we're not working but need income to age 100. Most people don't budget or plan for that. And the challenge is once we factor in the impact of inflation, it starts to look really ugly. Because if we use something called the Rule 72, uh, 
if we divided 3%, if we had 3% inflation, and right now inflation is twice that, uh, and, and divide 72 divided by 3, I think it's 24, but I'll, I'll look at it. 72 divided by 3 is 24. That means if I'm leaving off 30,000 now, in 24 years, in real dollars, that's going to be 15,000. That I'm still trying to buy the same stuff. And at that point, if I retire at 65, I'm 89. So, so I'm basically outliving my money that I thought at one point I'm going to be okay with because one does not necessarily factor in the inflation. One does not necessarily, in fact, factor in things that we don't even know to factor in, like a pandemic. We didn't see that coming. Right. So yeah. how, do you, how do you plan for those unplanned things? So it's a conversation. We start asking questions. Uh, there are generally <laughs> roughly 10, 10 risk in retirement things. Everybody gets inflation. But there's, there's tax risk. There's interest rate sequence risk. How you get your returns is very, very important to long-term financial health. Uh, there's long-term care issues, uh, longevity concerns, tax diversification, uh, market risk. And what we try to do is identify the ones that, that will impact your specific situation. And then what strategies can we put in place to mitigate, reduce, or eliminate those risks, or even transfer them uh, to some other entity. And so we developed that plan. The best time to start thinking about that is the mid fifties, while you're still in really good health yet, you're in, you're still working, you've got the income to help start planning for those issues. Because if you wait until a week before you wanna apply for Medicaid, for assisted living, it's really hard to plan. Even elder care attorneys can only do so much. Uh, there's four documents in your mid-50s everybody should address, and that's your will. That's the power of attorney for financing, power of attorney for health, and your living will, the health directive. So the difference between power of attorney for health is that gives someone else the ability to make daily medical decisions for you if you can't. The health directive uh, makes that final decision of ending life when you can't. Uh, maybe they put you in a coma for whatever reason. You're on a ventilator from COVID. That will address then uh, your final wishes. And so I can't do those, but attorneys can. So everybody should bounce those off their, their attorney they work with. Um, and some attorneys uh, will have different fee structures. Almost all attorneys will have the first initial meeting free of charge. So you shouldn't let price dictate. At least go in and look at your options. You can do some things online, LegalZoom.com, and print them off. But you do so at your own risk, <laughs> particularly if you own a business, uh, previous marriage, then you really I highly recommend um, talking with an attorney. That's that's incredible information because up till now, I thought that a uh, um, power of attorney for health also makes can include that final 
uh, that final call. That's interesting. And it can. If, if it's designed and written by an attorney, they can write that in. Uh huh. Okay. It doesn't have to be a second document. Got it. Although got it. a lot of health clinics will have a separate document and a lot of people will just complete that. Got it. Got it. What you're a great planner. Uh, clearly, you have to be in the business that you're in. What do you avoid at all cost? Lack of clarity. In other words, you don't. You have to be really careful. Sometimes people will come in and it's like, I need this, this, and this. But a lot of times people don't know how to ask the right questions or communicate their need properly because it's not the area of expertise. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just that it's hard for them to communicate their needs. So we need to ask more questions to really clarify but sometimes people want that solution right away without wow. going through the process of addressing those questions. It's like, oh, just just give me anything. To, to, just give it to me. It's like, I can, but it probably. And so working with people who are impatient, who do want to go with the process, quite frankly, the process can go really quick or long, depending on what they, they put into it. But there needs to be some process. That's sure. not always, and sometimes it's not even um, an option. Sometimes you have to to put solutions in place really quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the 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 the, the risk averseness and the clarity really drives not just who you are, but it drives what you do. What would you say? is the one thing that a person needs to strive for success or to success? That's a really good question because you can address it so many different ways. My first reaction though is what does success look like to you? There's the question because again. <laughs> it's <laughs> because that, that's going to be different for everybody. Uh, right. What what's success mean to me? It's not what it's going to mean to you. Uh, some people associate success monetarily. If I make a hundred thousand a year, then I'm a success. But I know a lot of people. It's not tied to money at all. It's truly helping people. Think of some of the greatest people, Mahatma Gandhi, Mother Teresa. It wasn't all at all about money. It was about success to them is helping the most people they could. Mahatma Gandhi was um, about guidance. The Dalai Lama actually comes to, to Madison. They actually built a pagoda in Madison from from over there, they've actually brought it here in pieces and put it together. And so he visits Madison periodically. Uh, he's all about guidance with with individuals. That's if he can help people follow their path, then that's a success to him. So that's got nothing to do with with money. So my yeah. first question is, what's that look? Lots of people get on projects, whatever. Well, what? Let's define success. What? How do we know when when we've won? Whatever and, that and, is. And I love that. There's a question again. So looking back at your life, 
which rituals have you adapted or rituals or habits that you can confidently say consistently lead to however you are defining success? One of the biggest things I've developed over the years is focus. I see so many people multitask. All I have to say about that is multitasking simply allows you to make multiple mistakes at once. You just can't focus on more things. And so laser focus is really important in what you're doing because all of a sudden you'll look and it's like a half hour is gone. You don't even, it felt like a minute, but you're so focused in what you're doing. Uh, time literally ceases to exist because you're so absorbed in what you're doing. That's when you know you become passionate about a topic. And that would have been my next question. How do you know when you have what it takes, right? And you just answered that as well. There's so much beautiful knowledge and strategies that you bring. And you, and you, and, and, and it's even in your business name, you make it fun, you make it interactive, you make it personal, right? It's not just here in your head, it's here. You're coming from your heart. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's what I, I really appreciate and adore about you is that you have that beautiful balance of, of knowledge and strategies and headiness, if you will. But you also have that love and that care for people and really want to set them up for success. And I think that's why, you know, we constantly have been in contact over the years, specifically during the pandemic. Um, and, and now that I've said that, how do people learn more about you, get to hear you, get to learn from you, uh, get to read your book? Yeah, so variety of ways people uh, can get in touch. One is the Fun Sun Company. Uh, Sun actually stands for Serving Unlimited Needs. Uh, and that's what I originally wanted was the Sun Company, but that was already taken. So I had to add fun. <laughs> it went back and forth. I don't mind it. <laughs> a lot with that. And, uh, otherwise, gem.megadance.com, M-A-G-A-D-A-N-Z, all A's, kind of Prussian, Czechoslovakian name. And uh, Jim at the funsoundcompany.com will work. And my schedule's busy, but if we go out, a couple quarters and I can fit uh, in person or even virtual meetings in my schedule. I'm always open to that as well. And you, you brought a gift as well. Did you not? I did not today. Oh yes, I did. did. Uh, so <laughs> if, if people uh, request, I will uh, provide in our free consultation. Uh, it may take some time to book it, but I'd be happy to do that with anyone, uh, simply adding more focus to your specific situation and different strategies that that might help you out. Yeah, so one hour free consultation regarding retirement plan distribution. Jim is an absolute expert in that. Just give him a quick shout uh, or send him an email to jim.magadanz, M-A-G-A-D-A-N-Z at gmail.com jim.magadance at gmail.com and get with him 
in that way. And I think people can also get in touch with you on Facebook, can they not? Yes. And, and yep, Fun Sun Company there as well. Yeah. So Facebook, uh, Fun Sun CO Company. Go, go ahead and follow Jim there as well. And and yet we have one more gift that we have here from uh, the Center of NLP and the Success Pattern Show, and that is your success loss checklist. So go ahead and download your success loss checklist as well. Uh, Bit.ly slash Center of NLP. That's where you get that. Get in touch with Jim. Get in touch with us. Stay tuned. We're going to have another great show next week, same time, same place. Jim, thank you for being here. You are a wealth of knowledge, and it's beautiful to learn from you. Um, so everyone, get back with Jim Magadance and tune in again next Tuesday, same time, same place. Thank you for tuning in to The Success Pattern Show at www.thesuccesspatternshow.com. My name is Brigitte Hufelet.